0: Hey, what's going on everybody? Matt Holmes here again with the Vigilant Life podcast. In this episode, we have Jason Phillips. Jason is not only a personal friend of mine, but we've worked together in business in the past. And he is always, always a great guy to just sit down and have some conversations with. I think you guys are going to really enjoy this one. Bear with the audio. Jason was driving while we tried to lock down this podcast to come out as one of the original episodes of the launch of the podcast. So uh, I hope you guys enjoy. We went down some deep, deep rabbit holes on just kind of life in general, talking about business. Um, And I, I just, I overall think you guys are going to really enjoy the things we talked about in here. Uh, So I'll see you guys on the other side. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Matt Holmes here with the Vigilant Life podcast. Excited to have you guys on for this episode. Our guest is Jason Phillips, as you guys heard before in the, in the intro. Been really excited to get Jason on. We've known each other for a while, done some stuff with business and worked together in the past. And I've always, always liked, you know, the, the drive Jason has and the, the mindset he goes about, whether that stuff with business and the relationships he builds with people, you know, family And, you know, not only that, but he is, you know, one of the leading experts when it comes to nutrition. And obviously that is a big part within fitness and that's a big core of having the vigilant life. So let's just kind of get into it and, you know, thanks so much for taking the time today, Jason.
1: Oh, dude, it is truly my pleasure. Always any opportunity I get just to connect with you and spend some time, it's always a a great time and, you know, if we can use that to pay it forward on the platform and Hopefully people, you know, take some, something from this conversation, man, that's an amazing opportunity. So thank you for, for giving me the platform to do so. Yeah, man,
0: I appreciate it. And I know we're going to go down kind of a lot of different areas, you know, whether that's stuff within, you know, mindset or business and,
1: you know, building
0: teams or We'll we'll take
1: people into, we'll take people into some dark holes and show some delight that that exists (laughs) at the end of the tunnel for sure, (laughs) man. Um, I think it's it's uh it's ironic that you know we're doing this now and not probably six or seven months ago. I think you'll, you know, you and your your listeners will get a much more raw and vulnerable version of me, which I, I think is only going to be beneficial. You know, which is it's exciting. I, I think there's there's not a lot of people in the world that are, are willing to I think be as vulnerable as they can be. I think vulnerability is very sexy right now, but I, I think that it. it yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be great, and I'm excited for people to to buckle up because uh, we're gonna we're gonna have a little bit of a bumpy ride, but a very fun it. one to say the least.
0: Yeah, I love it because I already know you know some good stuff that we can bring up that'll bring bring some good topics. I guess the first first one I want to bring up would be, you know, what to you what does a vigilant life mean to you? Like, how would you describe
1: that for yourself? So I'm going to be really transparent. Like the word vigilant to me. I had to go to the dictionary and look up like an actual definition to make sure because I I think a lot of people use the word without even understanding proper definition, right? So I quickly Googled it prior to this podcast. And if you just Google vigilant, it says uh keeping careful watch for possible danger or difficulties. And and I think that's interesting because I I would argue I don't live a very vigilant life. Um I I do not keep careful watch for danger or possibilities. Now, that being said, I, I am probably, I I think that we are all vigilant because I I think that we have all learned from our mistakes. And I think those of us that are successful are, are vigilant by proxy, maybe not necessarily with intentions. And, and so I have fucked up probably more than any human being on the face of this earth. And you were very gracious in your introduction of me to say that I've been successful and that I know a lot in nutrition. Even nutrition, which is probably my greatest claim to fame, started as a giant fuck-up, you know, being anorexic and, and suicidal and pretty much burning my life, which at the time was, was pretty great. I burned it to the ground because of an eating disorder. You know, to, to be able to turn that around, I, I think that there's a level of vigilance that I live with today from the nutrition side of things that has allowed me to become a leader and prosperous. And so when I look at vigilance inside of life, I think it's what have we learned and what are we carrying with us as life experience to protect us and to truly guide us forward. You know, I definitely think from every darkness comes light and, and the light in our lives and the vigilance in our lives comes from that manner.
0: Man, that that's definitely, you know, first appreciate you sharing, you know, kind of your, your look on it and saying like, Hey, I, I had no idea what the hell it even meant and had to look it up. But you know, it's funny that you said too, of like, we we all kind of without knowing, if we're living kind of with more intent and doing these things, you're already on that path. And then I also appreciate you, you know, coming out. And you know, we've said, you know, vulnerability and being honest of, you know, taking something that was kind of, you know, one of the deepest, darkest parts of your life, and then how you turned that around into something positive. And now it's like, look where it's, kind of led you in that path as well, too.
1: I think I really believe that like, we're only a product of, of what we allow ourselves to become. You know, I think every human being is going to go through ups. and They're going to go through downs and, you know, timing in this world never happens by accident. And the fact that we're doing this today, um, you know, it's Tuesday afternoon at noon when we're recording this, right? And I, I really want to read you, I want to read you this text message I got just like two hours ago in the gym. Um, this is actually from my assistant. And to me, it just speaks volumes to the timing that the world has for us. Because I want to say this to you. I see you. I mean, I really see you. You've made some genuine changes and I'm so proud of you. You take the time to listen closer. You take more moments to allow others to speak. You're giving thanks and recognition to your team. You're happier, you're calmer, and you're more confident in your day to day. I'm so happy for you and excited for this company. I'm so excited for the direction we're heading. And this comes from, again, it comes from my personal assistant. And it almost made me cry when I got it. But it speaks to like a level of light that I get to live in today that I wasn't living in six, seven months ago, that I certainly wasn't living in a year ago. And the crazy part was, if you'd have looked at my life at that time, you'd have said, well, Jason, you've had it all. Right? In this fantasy Instagram world, uh, I had the wife. I had the kids. I had millions of dollars. I had people buying my products. I had the physical stature that most people desire. Let me tell you, man. On the inside, I fucking was burning. Mm-hmm. And did I, I? Not even two weeks ago, I finally shared the whole story publicly at a live event that I held. I stood in front of a hundred people. And I gave the first speech and before I could even get the first word out, I was in tears. I couldn't even, I couldn't even utter the first word. I was trying to take them back to June of last year and I was already in tears. And so I knew it was raw, and I knew it was real. And I knew it was like, man, I need to share this with the world. And so I don't, I don't say that to impress upon anyone that I've gone through like this major transformation. We certainly can go through, but I, I say that to understand that there's a level of, there's a level of shit that we're tested with in our life to build vigilance. And I went through all of these things, these were tests, and, and, you know, now one of my friends, Brad said, you know, make your test, your testimony, you know, the tests that I was that, that were placed in my life are, are now things that I get to pay forward. And the level of light that is seen by other people in my life today, not something I have to explain, not something I have to, to act upon, but just something that is seen. It, it's amazing to me. Right. And to me, that is literally like the definition of what I believe vigilant, the vigilant life to be. And it's, again, it's super apropos, the timing that it's happening right now, today, in this moment, this wasn't planned. You know, You all probably had no idea the shit that I had gone through, right? Like none of this was planned. And yet here we are. And the beautiful timing of life has created this moment, which is awesome. Like, I, I love that. And, uh. I just wanted to be able to share that because of how amazing this timing is.
0: Well man, I, I think it's awesome. And there's so many so many kind of directions I think we could go down and, and go with a lot of this is like almost don't don't know where to start, but
1: it's like <laughs> I, I,
0: I have no lack of, you know, kind of directions to go with it. What do you think was kind of a key, you know, with that? Was it more of like a Did something happen or was it more of like a moment where you sat down and you just kind of had to be like honest with yourself and say like, Hey, like this is what I don't want. want."
1: Yeah. You know, um, I I would say there's, there's two really pivotal moments. One was last year, um, it was June of last year, 2019, that I sat down at Chipotle with who is now the CEO of my company's. At the time, he was really just a friend, really just an advisor. And he's somebody that wanted to see my companies be successful. And, and he looked at me square in the eyes as we're eating Chipotle. And he said, what the fuck do you want? And I started talking and he said, shut the fuck up. He said, stop lying to me and tell me what you actually fucking want. And he could tell that like I was, I was saying the things that I knew the world wanted to hear from me. And I wasn't speaking the truth. Uh-huh. And, and it was the first time that really allowed me to get raw and get vulnerable. And and a lot of times when you want things to get better, they, they have to get worse before they get better. And so I went through the cycle of it getting worse before it got better. And, and the only reason it gets worse is because you finally start telling the truth. And at the pinnacle of this, like as things were start turning around, on my podcast, I interviewed Sal Pasella. And I flew all the way to St. Louis to interview him. And I sat across from him and I looked him in the eye and he starts telling this story about how his life changed when he woke up one day, went in the bathroom, looked in the mirror, and he said, it was time for me to look that motherfucker in the mirror. And those words pierced me like I, like nothing ever before. And this wasn't the first time I'd heard this message. You know, I mentored with Garrett White for a year, and Garrett White speaks this up and down. And I have so much respect for Garrett, and Garrett had such an impact on my life, yet he doesn't even know it to this day because I wasn't ready to receive his message. And so all of a sudden, like those two pivotal moments, people literally saying, Jason, it's time to do what you want to do. And it's time to stop being who you want the world to, you know, who the world wants you to be. It was so pivotal, man. Like those, those two things really changed a lot for me. You know, as I told you before we got on this call, man, I sold one of my companies just over a month ago. And that was one of the biggest things, is, you know, I, I almost felt like a, I don't want to say I felt like a fraud, but to an extent I felt like a fraud because, you know, my, my empire, so to speak, was built on the back of, I, I coached people one-on-one on nutrition and that's what pulled me out of poverty. You know, when I decided that I was all in on, on doing nutrition coaching as a career, I was so poor, I couldn't even afford a cup of coffee. And so I went home and I said, fuck this, like if I'm poor and my life is at such a, a, an awful place, like at least I'm going to do what I want to do. And I love to work with people on that. I'm really good at nutrition. And so that's what I'm going to do. And I tripled down on it and I built a multi-million-dollar company. And so when I made a decision that I wanted to like not do that anymore, I I felt so, I I had, I felt awkward. Like it's the only way I could describe it. I felt inauthentic. I felt like people were going to judge me. Um, You know, I really, I really didn't know. And and I was so afraid of like the persecution from the world that may follow. But that in and of itself, it it speaks volumes to everything. I've always cared way too much what other people thought. Mm-hmm. And, and I, 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 was living a life literally for everybody else. And, and that shows up in some pretty fucked up ways, man. You start buying things for people that don't matter. You start trying to please people that are not your family or your friends. You start doing things that are not in any way congruent with, with who you are. And, and you stop and, and you almost lose this identity of who you are. Yeah. And and I built my company and I built my empire on the true authentic Jason. And I felt like that had almost left me. And so in these two simple questions, right? Like, what the fuck do you want? And and look that motherfucker in the mirror. Those two simple things brought me to a place of, of rediscovering myself. And, and I think that the journey of the last year has been to rediscover who I am, what I want, what I want to do. And man, things are running on all cylinders right now. I, I am in, as I, as I, you know, read the text, like I, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't say it any better myself. I'm in a position where that is my life and other people see it and, and my clients are benefiting from it. Man, it is the most fulfilling thing I could probably ever discuss and, and ever share. It's uh it's a pretty cool place.
0: Man. I, I love it. You know, there's the parts that I love with that. And, and people will be like, yeah, you can say that about every time, but it's true. Like I, I love what you're sharing and what you have to say. And it's, funny because I think about myself with it, you know, or not really funny, but interesting in a way of when I started kind of on this journey that I'm now with the podcast and things like that, you know, I, and I was just talking about this reporting in another podcast earlier today. It's almost like I have two sides, you know, right now I have the professional, the business side, which is still very much part of me, you know, as you and I know, you know, ads and the the agency and the marketing and all that stuff that I do, which is like pays the bills, I have my business. That's what I do. But there's also like another side of me that I was talking to, you know, a mentor of mine that was very much yours too, of Ryan Lee a couple of weeks ago. And he was like, do you know, what, what do you want? Didn't necessarily say like, what do you want to be remembered by, but like, what do you really want to do? Like, do you want to build this giant agency? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? And it's like, I love doing it. I get enjoyment out of it, but that's kind of how all of this came about is that's not like, I'm not looking of like, Oh, I'm this guy and I have this agency and I want to travel around and speak about ads and stuff. Like I enjoy, I do it. It's a business. I treat it that way. I have fun. I have people that work for me that I help them pay their bills, things like that. And now I'm on this journey with the vigilant life. And it's very much of something that, you know, this information and stuff that you know for lack of a better term stuff we're putting out there is for other people if as much if not more for me to kind of go on very much something similar and the other part that you pointed out with that is you know say working with Garrett for example like he gave you all this stuff but like you weren't ready for and I don't think that's something anybody no matter what guru or whoever they are can't push somebody over that edge or it's like if it's not time it's not time. They might give you some ammunition and stuff that you're going to put into the back of your mind, like a bank. But just like for you, you worked with him on like a personal level and that didn't do it. It was like that one pivotal moment, but then bam, like the, the floodgates open and all this stuff came in for you. So I think that's something to to point out is that, you know, we're all going to go through that. Like for me, and I can say that for me personally, like, I know I haven't reached, that point yet but i know it's coming and i'm being vigilant to be prepared for that and now i'm kind of like on this journey being involved with the right people like you were doing kind of going that well, like, holy interesting, shit right it's I, I think if
1: you yeah, I think if you ask yourself the question, like, am I am I really doing what I want to do, like independent of the thoughts of other people, and and you know you you went down a rabbit hole there, and you said you know you you have this like agency, and and people pay their bills, and like man, like that, that kept me in the the coaching company. I had fifteen coaches working for me, some of them making six figures, and I felt so much guilt around like these people are going to lose their jobs, but the, the reality was they wasn't they weren't going to lose their jobs. In fact. If I remained incongruent with my life and what I felt, and I continued to operate at this awful way, they were going to lose their jobs because of the, the destruction that I was going to at some point create. Mm-hmm. And, and when I actually looked myself in the mirror and I said, Jason, when you do what you want to do and you can sell this company and you can put it in the hands of somebody that wants to see it grow, you're benefiting your employees like, like the whole thing changed. And I I think that so many of us pander to what we think people want from us, but really at the end of the day, I want you to be happy, right? As a friend and everybody that listens to this, like they want you to be happy. They probably want me to be happy. They don't even know me because human nature suggests we want the best for other people. And so instead of trying to give them this false sense of what you believe they want from you, just live authentically in who you are. And like, man, literally, like before I got on the call with you, like I, I trained, I worked out this morning and then I went to the vitamin shop and I grabbed, you know, I grabbed a, a Fit8RX and I grabbed an Isopure every day. And there's a new guy working the register and, and uh, man, like out of nowhere, like, I, you know, he's like, man, like, what'd you train today? And I said, oh, I'll train back. And like, I said, I'm just trying to get back into it because I'm finally valuing myself again. And he's like, man, like me too. I just had a kid. And I said, bro, congratulations. Like my daughter just turned two and Like I said, it's the best thing in the world. He said, man, I don't know why so many men don't understand that. And like, instantly there was this connection. And like, if I wasn't living on like my highest vibe, like I wouldn't even have taken the time to have that conversation with him. Right. But I I continue to live at like the highest level of myself. And so I have these conversations and like, I could tell instantly like he was working this mundane job and boom, like he was perked up because he had connection to people. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, I just, it starts to show up in your life in so many small ways if you allow it to. And I think so many people are afraid and they've been conditioned that life is supposed to go a certain way that we are not in control. And, and I, I can't counter that enough. We are 100% in control. Now, with every choice comes consequences. You know, if you decide, hey, listen, I hate this corporate life and I need to go out on my own and, and there is a learning curve and you fail on the short term, like that is a very real possibility. And you have to be ready for that. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that you failing means you're living incongruently. It means it's just a, a step in the process. Right? I mean, you and I have both failed. I've, I told you at the very beginning of this, I'm probably the biggest failure in the world. Uh, I have failed probably more than every human being on the face of the earth combined but ultimately I found success and and I've always found success when I'm living congruently with who I am.
0: Yeah. And it's funny, the part where, and, and here I am again saying, you know, it, it's funny and I just need to say like, it's fucking interesting how, like you're saying how all these things are coming together. And I'm thinking at the same time with like what you're saying and this happened, earlier with the podcast. Cause it's one of the days where I record a bunch of podcasts right now. And it's like every, all these pieces of things that are coming, happening in my life are relating to what I'm talking about with like you or another guest I had. And it's like all this stuff's coming together and you talking about, you know, the failures and this and that and how you've had more failures than anything. You know, I, I made a, a post a couple weeks ago, maybe like a month ago now, when I finally started to make like this shift and said, I'm going to do this podcast, I'm going to do this, like I'm going to start doing something kind of for myself that's outside of my day-to-day business operations. And I talked about the failures and like, you know, every day I think like, man, am I fucking up? Am I failing as a parent, as, as a husband, as a businessman? You know, here's all these businesses I started that, you know, some were moderately successful, but in the end failed or failed straight out you know, I had the agency, it was like my first kind of on my own, like, success, as you could call it, you know, whatever you want to define that as. And it was crazy, you know, people were like, oh, wow, like, this is something they need, I needed to hear people don't talk about this enough, you know, like failure is just as important, if not, you know, more important than the successes along the journey.
1: 100%. And, and I mean, I think it's, I don't even want to position it just as a failure. I think it's, you know, what really will will ultimately define the success from there is how do you handle the failure? And, you know, early on in life, like I, I did not handle failure very well. You know, we, we didn't touch on kind of my, you know, my earlier life, but you know, I was I was a golfer and I was I a very highly ranked golfer. And let me tell you, when I played poorly, I did not handle it well. I, I'm talking breaking clubs, throwing clubs in water. I mean, in the tournament I had, you know, anyone that knows golf, I had a lot of putts in one round of golf. I threw my putter in the water on the 18th hole. It was not my putter's fault. Like, and and it was nothing to do with the putter. It was not broken. It was me, but like my temper, it got there. I didn't accept failure. And and now I just accept failure as part of any process. Um, And and so really it's just, it's this evolution. It's this learning. And it's really crazy um, that you mentioned Ryan, you know, obviously Ryan, uh, he, he played a very pivotal role in my life and, you know, I I always tell people, we get to decide who we are, we get to decide who we become. And it was at Ryan's event, you know, I had, I had just decided I was going to coach people and I had built a a very small level of success. Uh, you know, I was making, uh, was like $10,000 a month. And, and Ryan said, you know, if you really want to scale this, you need to accept who you are. And I said, well, what do you mean? He said, dude, you're the smartest person I've ever heard talk when it comes to nutrition. Yet you act like you don't know anything. And I was like, I was, I was so taken aback by it. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, that's nonsense. And, and I got on the plane ride a couple hours later to go home and I, it hit me what he had said. And I said, man, I really need to accept my position in this world as, as the best coach in the space. And I remember, like, I'll never forget landing from that flight. And I went on Facebook and I said, I was just challenged to be who I am. And so here I am. I'm telling the world I am the best nutrition coach in the world and I'm going to show you. And every action that followed was in that light. It was in the light of me being the best coach in the space. And, and that's what i that's what the world became to, to know me as, you know, I was widely accepted as the best nutrition coach in the space for a long time. And that was very much in part to that singular conversation I had with Brian.
0: When you look back at those pivotal times, like it's almost like there's a seed that was either planted previously and it just took time to sprout because it had to you know you had to water it it had to get sunlight sure. all of that where it was like it happened and it just like it blew up just like you said whether it was sitting in front of sal or you know the the lunch that you had or the conversation that you had with with ryan you know like it just led up to that point and it was like oh my god now it's like, it's just these small little moments in your life that completely like open things up and shift direction of where you want to go and nobody can teach it. It's not like you can say, here's the process to get there. Here's how you're going to find it out. Go do step one through three. And you're going to reach to that point. Like it doesn't fucking happen that way. Everybody, everybody tries to teach you that it's gonna happen right. that way.
1: <laughs> right. There's there's no way of there's no way of teaching how to receive a gift. Right. I, I remember um I remember one time Garrett using the analogy in every situation there's a gift and, and I never understood it. And then one day I, I finally realized so, man like I had never even received the gifts of, of being in Warrior and, and working with Garrett. And and so now I, I have a fundamental belief in every situation there's there is a gift and, and it is your job to actually go and find that gift, seek it out, unwrap it and receive it. You know one thing I am awful at On holidays, I am that guy, I am that, you know, the person on Christmas Day that has the large stack of gifts in front of them at the end of the morning. And it's like, well, why didn't you open? It's like, because I I don't receive gifts well. Mm -hmm. I'm really fucking good at giving, right? I love to give. That's who I am by nature. I suck at receiving. And the same way it shows up with physical, tangible gifts, it shows up with me receiving gifts in situations. It's something I'm always working on about myself what can I learn from this moment? How can I implement this in my life? I don't want things to take years to show up in my life. I want them to happen at a much faster rate, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't always work like that.
0: Yeah. And I could almost see like, It was almost a gift in a way that you had to realize and receive of the company that you just sold of like, look at what I built. Here's what I have. Somebody wants to buy. And it's like, oh my God, this is something perfect for me. Accepting that, like you and I talked previously before we started recording of, you had to kind of go through that of like, that realization of like, okay, I need to accept this and that's okay. And that's very much of like accepting that gift and okay, now unwrapping it. Now you sold the company and now you move on to, to what you have now.
1: Absolutely. It is, uh, yeah, it's, it is our job to find a gift. And, you know, I, I think it's never, it's never, no one's coming to save you. Life is most certainly not coming to save you.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And if you're not willing to go into life situations and accept what it is that you need, you will never, you'll never get what you want. And, and, you know, no amount of coaches, no amount of gurus, no, no nothing, you know, you, you can't save people, Matt. I cannot save people. And, and, you know, the, the crazy part is for the longest time. And I, I promise you, if you look back on your career, you would probably find times, you know, through your agency work where you wanted to save people. I want to fucking do this for you. Cause like, I see that, like you're, you're you mean so well and I want to fucking help you and, and I'm going to do this for you. And yet here you are trying to act like the role of a savior. instead of saying motherfucker, like go look in the mirror. You suck shit. Like get it together. And like, you need to be better before my ads can help you.
0: Yeah. Your
1: offer sucks. Your funnel sucks. <laughs> my ads can only help you to a certain degree. But you don't want to say that because you want to be the savior. You want to come in and you want to be like, you want to be Jesus. But like, you're not fucking Jesus. Right? <laughs> and, and what coaches have to remember is we're leaders. We're not saviors. Mm-hmm. You have to stop pandering to the bullshit of your clients. And, and that's really hard because you're such a good dude. And, like, and I fancy myself in conversation to be a very good human being. I really do. I feel like I am one of the most caring, loving, and understanding people in this world. And I will give you the shirt off my back. A lot of times to a fault.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so what I, had to re- what I had to start realizing was I have to create a situation where there's a gift. And I will, I will put that gift there. If my client cannot receive that gift, if they cannot unwrap it, if they cannot accept it and implement it, then that's, that is on them. that has nothing to do with my unique ability as a coach. And, and that really created freedom for me, that really, like it really freed up a lot of like mental energy for me, instead of connection with my clients. It actually made the connection with my clients better, because it started empowering them, and people that feel empowered tend to be more successful.
0: Yeah, and I I could see where a lot of people, and, you know, I'll give a couple examples where doing it is, it's fucking scary. You know, whether if I say, like, if I have a client, I'm like, hey, listen, like, ads are great, but your fucking offer sucks. Like, this is what's wrong, this is what's wrong. And it might be like, hey, F you, you know, like, I'm... I'm going to go somewhere else then. And I'm and it's like, okay, great. Now I'm out of a client, but you're, you're doing that, whether they want to listen or not, like you're, you're doing your job. And the, the other thing that came to my mind was, you know, if you, whether it's a loved one, you know, family, friends, whatever, somebody that, you know, has, they're an addict, whether it's drugs, alcohol, anything like that. And you're like, Hey, I love you. But here's what you need to do, or I can't be part of it anymore. It's scary and it's yeah. fucking like I couldn't imagine doing that with one of my kids. And well, I let me let me people. tell you what happens. Let me tell you
1: what happens when you run the other way because I lived this. Mm-hmm. My my wife, who I'm now separated from, has a an anger problem. She she literally, I mean, it's it's been present her whole life, come to find out. And it showed its face in our relationship. And because I was her husband, I did not want to confront her about it. Mm -hmm. and instead of confronting her and dealing with it, I tried to save her by just dealing with it, right? Being the husband that would just be accepting of who my wife is in that moment. Well, let me tell you how that showed up. I started needing quality attention from other people. And so I went and I sought it and I found it and that manifested itself in communication with other women. Inappropriate communication, like being fully transparent here. Mm -hmm. And all because I couldn't fucking have the appropriate conversation to lead. To say, hey, listen, you know what? I love you. But this needs to be taken care of. Can we work on fixing it? Not having the difficult conversations is only going to put you in a worse place. Not going through the fire. Right. And, and trying to save instead of simply trying to lead is always going to end up burning you. Mm-hmm. And there's coaches, there's young coaches that come to me for advice and say, how do I, how do I build a coaching business like what you built? I said, well, you always got to tell the truth. Rule number one, you always got to tell the truth. And sometimes the truth sucks. And, and just like you said, sometimes the client is not the right fit. Mm-hmm. And when you, when you start to realize that, you can't save anybody, but you can certainly lead everybody. Man, it's super powerful. What, what starts happening? You actually start getting clients that you love to fucking work with.
0: Yeah, you start you start attracting more more of that stuff. You know, I we've been having this conversation with one of our kids of, you know, she's like, I don't have anybody any friends because a lot of the people she's been wanting to hang around with aren't really the greatest crowd and this and that. And it's like, she, she sure. wants that attention and stuff. And we're like, you know, we well, need to find better people. She's like, well, then I'm not going to have any friends. And you know, it's like, I understand for her, it's a very scary thing. Cause she wants like all of us, we want to be accepted. We want to be course. part of a group and we're telling her like, if you push those people away that you don't want to be with, not only will everybody see you in a different light. Cause when you hang around that, That's what people associate you with, whether you participate in the negative things or whatnot. And if you go the other direction, yes, there's that uncomfortable period, but there's a light at the end of the tunnel and you will start to attract and be around more of that. Just like, you know, if you're honest and you push away bad clients and people you don't want, like, yeah, maybe there's some financial hit in there and things like that, but you'll start to attract more of, What is a right fit? Just same thing with relationships or anything like that. It's most people I think don't for the fear of the what ifs that can happen and the short term versus the long term of it.
1: A hundred percent. And, and you know, we, you use the two examples and everybody immediately is going to hear and understand and see the example of your daughter. And, and then they're going to go to the business one and it's going to be harder to understand because we have this emotional attachment to money. Yeah. And, and we have this scarcity mindset around money and we allow it to drive us to do some crazy fucking things. Um, and I get it. Like it's, you know, it makes the world go round. But, you know, again, that, that just goes back to what kind of mindset are you dealing with? And so it's a, it's a very large, uh, it's a very large situation that you have to start unpacking. And as you can see, even in this conversation, it, it, it goes layer after layer after layer. And, and there's a lot of shit to be unpacked. Yeah, shit that, that still comes up in my life and shit that I, I still try to figure out. I certainly am not perfect, but I, I definitely have gotten a lot further than most. And that's exciting because now I get to lead, right? You can only lead what you have lived and you can only lead what you currently live. It is, it's, you know, I, I know that every situation I've been put in, every, every test I've had in my life is, is so that I can lead other individuals. And uh, I firmly believe I was put on this earth to be a leader. And that's, that's super exciting for me.
0: You know, and and I think a lot of that, like you said, you know, you got to kind of unpack it. And I think it starts with the honesty, you know, truthful and being honest with yourself and then dealing with that hardship. Like you're never going to get there. If you're just going to say, you're going to let that fear of the what ifs or yeah, maybe you will go through some financial hardships or, you know, not having these friends or doing this, doing that. Like it's scary. And you're going to go through that. Like for me, you know, when I was a huge addict back in the day, I had to cut people out and get away from different things. And then slowly I started to either reunite friendships that I had lost from being and doing drugs and things like that. And I started finding new friends and different kind of outlets and stuff like that. But I was like, I had to say like, either I'm going to fucking die or end up in jail or something And that's not where I want to be. Or I need to face the truth, be honest with myself and just deal with the, okay, I need to get away from it. And yeah, I'm going to lose some friendships that I do value. They're not healthy, but I had great times, this and that. And I valued those people in a certain way, whether it was fully healthy or not. And I had to come to terms with, I have to give that up to find something that's better for me and deal with whatever process that's going to look
1: like. It's interesting, man. I mean, as, as you say that, you know, obviously I don't want to go on a podcast and have to talk about, you know, like going outside of my marriage to seek attention or being super poor or, mm-hmm. you know, the thoughts of suicide. Like, like those are not things, but that's the truth. Yeah. Right. And I can't avoid the truth. And and if I cover that up and I, I'm not, you know, there's, there's, I promise you, like every person listening to this has something that they need to tell the world and they're not doing it. Mm-hmm. It's like when you get it off your chest, like the weight of the world just leaves and you're like, oh my God, I can actually be myself. And the level of freedom that exists inside of actually being yourself is unfucking believable Yeah, the vulnerability. It's it something that, that you, just, it's, you just can't match it. Like you, you cannot match the feeling of becoming your true self in the public. Because we all hide. And there's a there's a speaker out there. Her name is Kat Hoke. And I remember I went, I saw her speak at Reach Live last year. And she said, what if the world judged you by the single worst thing you'd ever done in your life? And man, like what a fucking thought, huh? Mm-hmm. Like think of all the shit we have done in our life. I've done some pretty fucked up things. I don't know about you. I've done some pretty bad shit, yeah. right? I haven't killed anybody. I mean, I haven't done anything I can go to jail for. But I, I mean... I've done some fucked up shit. And if the world judged me for that singular thing, like I would really be in a bad place, but the world does not judge me for that. The world judges me by, you know, my whole body of work and the person that I continue to evolve to become. Right. They respect that we we make mistakes. And so if they're willing to forgive me, why are we not forgiving ourselves? And there's a level of self-forgiveness that I think everybody has to achieve before they can truly undertake this journey. And so if anybody like, leaves this podcast with nothing else, like I think the level of self-forgiveness for all the mistakes you've made, for all the secrets you've kept, for all the things you've done, listen, we're all human beings. None of us are perfect. We all need to learn to forgive, not only ourselves, but others. But most importantly, ourselves. You're only creating your own perfect standards. Life did not create a perfect standard for you. You created perfect standards for yourself. And the same way you created them, you can also destroy them. And when you can start just living to be who you are and accept this imperfect version of yourself and accept the fact that forward movement is really all you need to create success, the whole world will start to open up for you. But it all starts with that fundamental understanding. There's no tactic for that, right? Mm-hmm. There's, there's no tactic. It is just deep work that you have to start doing on yourself.
0: Yeah. I think with, with that too, like you said, of of forgiving yourself, I think a lot of people are like, yeah, I can forgive myself. <laughs> But at the same time, I think a lot of us. And, will, and then
1: I would challenge you. There's no buts. Yeah, but right? this is, there's and there's that's no, where no I'm buts.
0: saying. This is where people are going to get that but in, you know, say, yeah. well, they still want the forgiveness from somebody else. And that's what you have to, I think, give up is like, you have to forgive yourself. And whether that person, like you said, say it's, it's a marriage or a friendship or family or, or you know, work related, whatever it might be. And you're like, Hey, I forgive myself. And if they don't want to forgive you, being okay with that, you know, maybe that friendship or that marriage deteriorates. That's okay, In, And that I think is the freeing part that people understand. Like, yeah, I forgive myself and there can't be a condition on that. Like I forgive myself, but you still strive for somebody else. Like you need to forgive yourself no matter what, if someone's going to forgive you because right, you, would, you can't control it either. That's on their time, not on yours.
1: And I would say that's just a, that's an extension of, of the next part is, not only are you not forgiving yourself fully because you're not, if you really care about the opinions of others, mm-hmm. you're, you're not only not forgiving yourself fully, but you're, you're now starting to give other people power. You're you are pandering to their opinions. And, and let me tell you, you're heading down the same path that caused that negative behavior in the beginning.
0: Yeah. It's like a vicious cycle that you're going to continue. It to becomes
1: this vicious cycle. Right. And so that level of self-forgiveness has to happen first. It, it just, it has to. And, and I'm super excited because the, uh, the woman that you know that changed my life with that statement cat hope is her name c-a-t-h-o-k-e she's actually speaking on my stage in november and i like she was the first speaker i had in mind when i started booking speakers I'm like i don't care what your speaking fee is i'm paying it because you changed my life and it was, it was crazy because when i called her manager he was like i told him that and he said well how did she you change your life He was like, i'm gonna put you on the spot and i told him and he was like okay he was like she legit changed your life and, and I said, well, yeah, why? Like, would you not? Are you, do you think I'm lying? And he's like, dude, you wouldn't be surprised how many people call us and say that as like a line. And I'm like, oh, no. I'm like, she like legit fucking changed my life. Like I left that night like a changed man. And, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's very foundational. And ironically, if you look at that, that probably happened a month and a half prior to the conversation I had with my COO and, you know, obviously a cascade of events in my life that all led to the very positive place in which I am, I am currently residing today. And you never know why things are happening, and I don't think we need to question why. I think we just need to we just need to do and we need to be. You we, need to we be happen- open to the gifts, we, we,
0: like you said. Though you need to be well, open we, to we rarely,
1: we rarely have control over what is, and we always have control over what can be. And so oh. I think that, like, when you wake up in the morning, you just need to identify and acknowledge what is. And and when you can learn to live in what is and understand and accept it, and then you also understand and accept you have control over what can be. And when you exert that control over what can be that's life changing. Yeah,
0: man, I don't even know. I, I don't that, even I know if that makes sense. No, no, it does. I was just kind of like letting it sit and it's like, I, you know, I don't even know how to follow up that. I, I think a lot of people just, Almost like re- rewind this, go back and listen to it again, take notes, whatever. I is. feel like
1: this is one people are going to have to listen to a lot of times. Yeah. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's some deep <laughs> shit in here. <laughs> like, this was like a, an hour long therapy session. It uh, is. And there's, there really is some some deep shit, but uh, I think it's it's great.
0: Yeah. And then I, I want to throw kind of a curveball of a different direction then and yeah. kind yeah, of light, lighten it up in, in a different space. So, I knew you talked about your daughter. How did things change for you, whether you know be it yourself personally business wise everything when you had your daughter
1: man um you know it's uh there's a level of bullshit that you're no longer willing to accept, but at the same token like it's it's more so from for me it shows up in my life there's a level of bullshit i'm no longer willing to accept for myself um you know the story i'll always tell and i think this is just a fraction but i think it's it gets it across is you know the i have my daughter it was on a uh a i she was born overnight on a wednesday night so it was like 2:30 in the morning And this was the first week of the CrossFit Open. Anyone that's familiar with that, it's a series of five weeks of super intense workouts that you do at at your home gym. And so this happened super late Wednesday. Obviously, you know, didn't sleep much all day Thursday, didn't sleep much all day Thursday night. They announced the workout Thursday. And I remember Friday, like my daughter had gotten up at like four in the morning and I was like, man, I really need to go work out. I won't, I won't do the workout on my own. Cause I'm just that tired. So I need the accountability of a class. And so I'm going to go to the CrossFit gym and do the hardest fucking workout I can do. And like, I literally put myself in that position, but then I remember getting halfway through and finding this level of strength that I had never previously had. And I said, you know what, if you're going to suffer right now, like if you're going to bitch out and you're going to claim that you're tired, what kind of example are you setting for your daughter? And she's Mm -hmm. two days old. Is that how you want to start the example that you're setting? And man, ever since then, I just, Ever since, you know, two days in, I've always strived to set the best example, whether she's watching or not, it's still impacting her in a certain way. It just makes me be a better, you know, a better person really at the end of the day. Yeah. I, I always, I ask people, I just posted this the other day online. I said, that, you know, if your, uh, if your significant other was watching, or if your child was watching every action that you did when you're away from them, would it change anything? And the bad answer is yes, you need to reevaluate what the fuck you're doing.
0: Yeah. And I, and that starts with that being honest with yourself and, you know, in another podcast, we talked about that, you know, and pushing through mental toughness and things like that. And that was one of the things that I brought up. I'm like, you know, if, if I get to that point of like, if I quit now, or I, you have a direction to take, you got one of two ways. Like if my kids were watching me. And that goes with integrity and things like that. So if people look at it as like, well, I don't have a fucking kid. Like, well, think of anybody or somebody like if somebody well, if the was, whole watching, world was watching, yeah, what direction would you want to be known for? And what would you choose? And for us, you know, as being parents, it's it's an easy one to think of, of like, man, if my kids saw me right now, what example am I setting for them? Well, that's the truth right there for you.
1: A hundred percent. I mean, and, and that that is the truth.
0: Yeah. So kind of coming to... To close with some of this, because, you know, as you and I know, we could keep going deeper and deeper. But like you said, I think a lot of people are going to want to go back through this. I a think a lot times. of people right
1: now are like, oh my, yeah, they're they're like, they're truly like, they're, they're rethinking their whole life at this point. Right? <laughs> they're, and their the mind's case, and that's okay
0: yeah, their mind's blown on and they're going to have to go back through. So how would you kind of sum some of this up? And I can put my spin on it too of a, of a close. Like if someone's sitting there, like either they're through that process or let's do it this way. Is it an easy way to think of it? Like your younger self, like 10 years ago, what would you say to yourself now?
1: I think I would ask myself, what do I want and why do I want it? And, and, and to tell the truth, right? Those are the three things I always live by. What do you want? Why do you want it? And tell the fucking truth. Because if I could have really been honest with myself at 18, I was facing the same issues that I had at 28. Right. It was just a, a, a more adulterated version of them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I, I had insecurities at 18 and they really showed up at 28. And so what that, I wanted success was success
0: didn't make those go away. Either. I think that's something to point out. No, people, no. Like, the more successful if, if any, you yeah. are,
1: they'll go away. But like, no, <laughs> they don't. The more successful you become, it just exacerbates your vices.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: right? I mean, I know so many successful people. And if you had a small drinking vice with a lack of success, you're going to have a big drinking vice with a ton of success that you can just afford more.
0: Mm-hmm. It's, it's almost like people say like, oh, money creates people to be assholes. Like, no, you're always a fucking asshole. You're just a bigger asshole with more money. Right. You know, or like people yeah. have always said, you know, if we talk about like, you know performance enhancers and stuff like oh like they make you angry and crazy it's like no usually the person is just a fucking dick they're just a bigger dick now 100 <laughs> yep
1: 100 percent. yeah and that's how it shows up in life as well so yeah you know, i think if you if you really can tell the truth if you really can look yourself in the mirror and start telling you know asking yourself why you do what you do and why you want the things you want um you know, the whole world starts to unfold and, and you know, I, I mean, obviously, everything we talked about, man, like levels of forgiveness, like radical honesty, like those are those are things that just a lot of people are not willing to go to because they're so uncomfortable. They're they're so uncomfortable. But man, what's on the other side is so beautiful. It's something that I promise you, you've yet to experience. And so, I think if you can cross that bridge and you can get to the other side, um, it would uh, it will really open up things for you in your life.
0: Man. And I know I've said it, but I, I really, hi guys. I really, my kids are showing up here now. Um, I really, I really appreciate the time and I do really love this. Of course, man. We touched on some great stuff and you know, who knows, maybe we'll, we'll have to do, you know, we'll get some questions or things like that and have to do a follow up episode later on.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I would, I would love to get this in front of more people. I mean, I think there's a message that, you know, people in general need to hear. So I, uh Anything we can do, man. I'm, I'm always happy to pay it forward.
0: Thank you, thank you. And where where should you know? This is always kind of the spot to to plug some stuff. I know you got an event with some great speakers coming up. Where where should people go to kind of find out more, just more about you? Whether yeah, the they want to do this, you know do nutrition or not, uh, I think you're a great person to follow. So
1: yeah, uh, the best thing to do, stay up to date with everything we're doing, is just follow me on Instagram. It's at Jason Phillips is nutrition. You know, anything that we're doing, it'll always get posted there, be it our live events or, you know, coaching opportunities or, you know, anything like that. That's, that's pretty much where we push everything out of.
0: Awesome. And, and I'll post all this stuff in show notes too. Anything that we talked about when this comes out, guys, I'll make sure Jason knows and gets, gets him, get him tagged in it so you guys can go follow him. And, and again, thank you so much. You know, I know you're so busy and I really appreciate you taking the time today, Jason.
1: Dude, truly my pleasure. And, man, I, I, you know, again, I hope uh, somebody got, something out of this. If you do, I, I love when people reach out. So if you got anything out of this, I would love a DM. Just let me know that, that you heard this, that you received it. And if there's way I can help you, just let me know. Uh, I mean, that's, that's really the fuel of life. So I'm excited.
0: Awesome, man. Thank you guys so much for tuning in for another episode. I know we covered a lot of stuff. So definitely listen to it, let it sink in, listen to it a few more times. And you know, if there's more stuff, let's continue the conversation. And I'll see you guys on the, the next. Hey, sh- my son here. I'll see you guys on the uh, the next episode. And thanks again, Jason.
1: Absolutely. My pleasure.
0: See you guys.